0: Today's episode is The Black Hole. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunzada, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the denim-clad, featherweight, light-salted, completely peanut-infested, and wiped
1: clean of all detritus, Justin
0: Waddell. How's it going, kind sir? It's
1: going okay. It's been a little, little bit busy lately. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in hell. <laughs> like Maximilian. Spoiler.
0: I'm fine, man. You know, I don't like I don't like the timing of these recordings because it's the it's the last thing I do before I go back to work. (sighs) There we go. Something to delete. And then and then um, as you clear your throat, they they, uh, (laughs) I want to record this and know that I could chill out. Yeah. Go ahead. Get it done. (laughs) (laughs) And instead, this is this is the bedtime. You know, it's like I want to record the podcast and then spend the weekend lounging and like thinking about it.
1: You're a busy man on the weekends. Um, you you do some cooking. I know you did some cooking for today, right? Did you cook some um, or yesterday? What was I it? I made ribs. Yeah, how do they turn out? You put a little. What do you put on there? What's the secret? I, you know how they send you powdered sea monkeys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. I tried something d- different today, or the, for this one, I, I got this Asian-inspired rub.
1: I was going to ask you, like a teriyaki or what? No,
0: no, some crazy spice I've never heard of. But no, I did, I did this massive rub Friday night, and then I prepped the food. Um, got it all. <laughs> I mean, you know what I did? The, I yeah. put it on. I did some because there's a smoke setting on the Traeger. It's like seventy. Mm. I think it's like seventy degrees or one seventy or something like that. Sure. And I put it on there for like five hours, which normally you're supposed to put it on for just a little bit. Right. And then uh, I just let it go all day, and then I did more
1: and more. So were they falling off the bone? As oh yeah, 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 they yeah. fell off everything. Anyway, they, it's just it's dumb they, food. You should make them falling onto the bone ribs. Do you know what I'm saying? That could. I dropped be. one. I dropped one while I was doing my rub. <laughs> Here's the thing: you mentioned sea monkeys. I used to stare at that ad. In the back of a comic book. I couldn't believe it. Like they had a whole family of sea monkeys. And I was like, can you really order these? And it turns into like a family of creatures. Yeah. It was a... they, do you remember how weirdly they were drawn? Oh, yeah. They look like nightmare elves. They were yeah. like these stupid elfin. And they were flesh colored. Remember? They, they're flesh colored. Yeah. yeah uh, sea creatures. Yeah. And they look like they were raising a child. Like on the back. They were like, you yeah. know, they were lounging around. and They had like a little child.
0: I think that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I don't like the actor who plays the good doctor
1: because he reminds me of those. Yeah. What is that guy's name? He was also in the Bates Motel show.
0: Right. He's got a dumb name. Yeah. Dominic like, Dumb Name.
1: It's Isn't like, name? I think it's like Sigmund Panty Pop. Freddie something. Freddie High- Highmore. Highmore. Yeah. Freddie Highmore. I think his rebellious period's coming because he was a kid actor. Now he's a young actor. Do you think he's going to. Get cool, or wear a leather jacket. Like, what, what? does he do? Is he getting uh, I, rebellious out there? I, I know Halloween, he
0: was all over social media this year because he dressed up as the creatures in the back of the Sea Monkey packet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, is that what you do to get cool these days? Wear a leather jacket? Am I right? I think that is spot mm-hmm. on. Did you ever have a jean jacket when you're growing up that had like uh you know, like a flag on the back of it or something? Like you know, something that you put that to kind of make it your own.
0: We we used sharpies and we created. uh illustrations right so what did you put on yours i mean it just had creatures you know yeah all sorts of monsters and stuff Mm -hmm. on it i kept growing and it didn't and i wore that until it was just barely able to stay on me you know Mm -hmm. that was your favorite jacket i could not i couldn't clap i wasn't able to clap with that thing on (laughs) so i didn't go to any really cool concerts or anything because i was afraid of would I need to clap and be stuck,
1: yeah, I know, and I, I, I think this is a common experience most people have when they don't want to let go uh, an item of clothing they consider lucky or beloved. They keep trying to wear it, you know or or leave it in the drawer to look at fondly every once in a while.
0: Yeah, my son's got this uh, Thomas, the tank engine pillow he's had since the beginning, and when he stopped liking Thomas, um he's he didn't stop loving that pillow, but now he just calls it the pillow. He refuses to acknowledge that it looks exactly like Thomas and that it is Thomas.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Is it is it well used enough where Tom, the Thomas features are starting to rub off? No, Thomas holds tight. Yeah, he, he doesn't let go. What is the so, name of the engineer, the mayor of that town? I always liked his name. Do you remember the Thomas the Train Engine Mayor? Eddie, Eddie the He's Mayor. Got a good name, Sir Topham Hat. Oh, sir? No, it, yeah, it's close. It's close to that. I think I'm right. I think you're right. Sir Topham Hat. What? What if I wasn't right? It'd be a strange one to pull out. The mayor of Sodor. Oh, broken lizard reference.
0: Yeah, the, I think you're thinking of somebody else because the mayor of Sodor is just named the the mayor of Sodor. Believe it's pronounced soda, by the way. Sir, there's Sir, there's Sir Hat, and there's Sir Topham Hat. Right. What is Sir? Topham He's the uh, controller of the railway. He's not the mayor. Sure, he didn't run or. By the way, there is an entire uh, history of the of his family, and their family are called the Fat Controllers.
1: <laughs> he is a little overweight. Here's the thing: um, what if our show like broke up, like it was like it was over because we got an argument about did he run for mayor? Sir <laughs> yeah. Topham Hat. He wore a top hat. I love I, that show's been on a while. It's like let's. It's like, you know, th- can you
0: imagine the aw shit moment when those two guys are probably late one night on beers? They're Like, you know, we're in the we're in the children's entertainment business. Why don't we make some terrifying trains and see if we can
1: <laughs> like as a as, let's just make some ugly looking crazy trains. Oh, wait, we're multimillionaires now forever. Yeah, um, they're rich. I don't know. Maybe the guy it's it's by a guy. They always say his name at the beginning of the show. Well, they're based in the stories of Reverend W. Audrey. Right, so he's the guy that come
0: up came up with it, huh? This he died in 1997. He was inspired when he saw uh, a transient completely
1: cut in half by a train. So that, was that his inspiration, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you? Do you know Alec Baldwin used to narrate that show? I know. For a while? Yeah. yeah, and then they got Stephen Baldwin. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine the bloopers from that when Alec Baldwin's getting the lines wrong. I bet it. I bet it wasn't pleasant. Married to Hilaria Baldwin. Yeah. The uh, is that, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Didn't she get in some trouble for lying she about her heritage? Yeah. A little bit of hot water. Yeah. I bet you she <sighs> looks good in some hot water, in the bath. She gave him, I believe, just just five kids so far. <laughs> She she uh she oversold her heritage, right? I think that she maybe I I don't know much about her background, but I think she was pretending. I don't know if she's pretending, but she was making a lot about being Latina, I think, and maybe she wasn't. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't follow it too much. I know that there was some back and forth on Twitter about it for one minute, but Cuz that's important shit. Oh, I don't know what I don't even know what she does. She kills it is what she she's does. She's not an actress. I think she was kind of like a fitness person or a cook or something. So we yeah, we got we got the market cornered on talking about Hilaria Baldwin. Yeah, we should get we should get a, co- a gossip podcast, like a sister show. Zoom in on the real thing, you know. We already sort of do that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't have met at yoga, right? I mean, Baldwin's not. He's not stretching out, right? He doesn't look like a man that does yoga. I mean, he doesn't meditate, does he? It's hard to. Uh, I mean, one of the coolest things about yoga is to to do it so good that you look like you don't do it because. Uh, You know, especially I think yoga is supposed to de-stress you. And Baldwin, that's not something that you would ever put on him. Doesn't he, like, uh, hit cars with samurai swords sometimes? Isn't that what he's doing? Yeah. How many kids did you say you think they have? Punching parking meters? I said five.
0: They have six. Damn it. And she's had two miscarriages as well. Like, they
1: are prolific. We zoomed in. Hired her for her mind, though, he said. He hired her for her mind? What does that mean? <laughs> I meant married. <laughs> Did he, say he, he married her for her mind. That's what he said.
0: No, he's like I want to try to fit as many bodies through this thing as I can. Do you think one of them looks like Stephen? If it was stuck,
1: you know, not suggesting any any affair or anything like that with his brother. I'm just saying, do you think one of them came out looking like Stephen?
0: what I'm saying is like if it it's, if it got stuck on the way out for a moment, it looked like Stephen. But then its head snapped into shape and it was a human being. so no
1: Stephen Baldwin he, he kind of half-heartedly tried to uh, get in dip his toe into like the, the right wing political you know like he would do you know that kind of commentary. Um, he' didn't, didn't go very far but instead he produced Justin Bieber's wife. what? Yeah his daughter, I think Justin Bieber is married to his daughter. I didn't know Justin Bieber was married. I didn't know that Stephen Baldwin had a
0: child. Oh my god, you are! I can't believe you know this shit.
1: And what's her name? Hillary? Something with an H? Something Baldwin? H- Haley. Jesus. Haley. Christ. Justin. And then, and then, um, that what the weird thing about it is this whole thing we this whole build up here. She looks exactly like Stephen Baldwin. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she actually looks
0: like she's the daughter of William Baldwin mm-hmm. because she has a little that
1: wilson phillips thing going on because yeah, she's pretty yeah she's a, she's a a, a pretty uh, young woman stephen baldwin doesn't look like he had anything to do with it stephen baldwin looks like he he would uh, produce or his wife would give birth to sir topham hat do you know what i'm saying yeah For one of the fat controllers wait daniel
0: <laughs> <laughs> i am so blown away that this is all shit i mean just uh, just the layers of i mean china phillips is awesome and, and, and William's
1: great, but named, named her China, by the way. Yeah. Like, like the wrestler, right? China, the wrestler who RIP, I believe has a Y in her name. Okay. So does this and two ends or something. Does China Phillips have a Y in her name and two ends. She does. Yep. Oh, that, that news blows me away. I thought it was just regularly spelled China. Nope. Let me see if that's the same. Let me see if the big
0: clitted wrestler is the same spelling. <sighs> Uh, she only has one end. <laughs> Our show's a service, Nick. <laughs> By the way, you're, I mean, you're a crypto,
1: you like cryptozoology a little bit, right? I mean, a lot, yeah. You ever see Big Big Clit? <sighs> Is that What they're
0: calling them these days, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> you and I went to the Bigfoot Museum, did we not? After a trip to the casino, I don't know if we did we enter, I maybe we passed I bu- it. I bought a lunchbox there, I thought it was with you.
1: I don't think so. Uh, I but wish, who I else what have you gone with? I mean, it means I went alone, which is what's fucked. Yeah. You and I went to that antique store a few times, but that's right, yeah. Where you, yeah, you didn't buy that there, did you?
0: No, I went to the Bigfoot Museum and bought a Bigfoot lunchbox there. We need to do some Bigfoot movies at some point. Yeah, there's plenty. There's a couple of decent ones. There's a couple, like, of, a couple of rotten ones. And did you see that thing that showed up on the internet last week where somebody found a scene where Harry and the Henderson you see his dick? Yeah, Ben Boyer found that. I don't believe. know what that means. I don't know what Ben Boyer Ben means.
1: Boyer is a very funny person to follow on Twitter. and He, he uh, is the one that he, he watched Harry and the Hendersons and um, he found that harry uh, had a penis mm-hmm. or i'm sorry yeah and uh, he said that he, he did a little research he said that they cut out most of it but in some scenes they, they didn't manage to cut it out so it's 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 dangling that's a strange choice they yeah. went with in the first place and you saw the footage it's it's real yeah i mean and that's a rick baker creation right i think rick baker sure. built
0: that penis <laughs> let's see here who made his dick um, it won for best makeup. Did it? Uh-huh. I know where they are looking. You know, it's funny. On, on Wikipedia, they don't talk about who makes dick. They just have like the cast and stuff. Right. But if you look at full cast, I'm I'm pretty sure it's Rick Baker because.
1: Well, I found today that, uh, what is that guy's name that did V? A- 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 Nucci and Iannucci? Yeah, yep. Yeah. He had a um, guy yeah. they hired just to spice up the bad language in his the scripts. They had like a uh, cursing expert that they would, he hired for like, at least for his TV show okay. in the thick in the thick of it. So if there can be someone that like consults on cussing, why not someone that can consults on Sasquatch penis? Yeah. I can't even say it. Sas- Sasquatch penis. <laughs> uh-huh. S- Sasquatch. <laughs> Rick Baker. Rick Baker did it. <clears throat> I would have been great if this was Dick Smith's last job, but uh, yeah, his big dick was made by Rick Baker. I wonder if he was trying to hang a uh, piece on the American War in London. I'm sure. I mean, that was a sexy movie. There is a shot that it looked like it'd be perfect for where he's like, yeah,
0: legs yeah. are all scrawned out. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they shot a time like a stop motion pink thing coming out at one point. I remember that. <laughs> Some of the deleted scenes. Somebody had to have doctored that at some point in some way. American World in London's a movie, as is the black hole, which is what we're doing today on the movie microscope. A show where we zoom in. We watch a film through a set of completely honeycombed eyes. We flagellate ourselves repeatedly about the membranes and we peel back our veneer, revealing a parcel of truth that lurks beneath the bone. And watch a film through the viscosity of childbirth, discover what makes or breaks and share with the likes of you. So, if we were watching French Kiss. Oh. We nice. want to talk about the scene where Kevin Klein plants a sweet one on Meg Ryan's O-ring. A little French kiss. <laughs> talk about the little moments. What Black Hole was built for. You ever see French Kiss? Of course I did. I, I see everything that's got Timothy Hutton, Kevin Klein in it, you know?
1: Who's behind, who's responsible? Who wrote that? Who directed I it? I think
0: it was a Kasdan joint.
1: Larry Kasdan did this. Yeah. What do, how do you think he got? <laughs> he got Kevin Klein to. How do you think he directed? What do you What do you think he sounded like whenever? He... All
0: right, on this scene, I want you to flick her lips. You're too high, Kevin. You're too high. Unzip and flick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Asking, you shall receive. <laughs> <laughs> Kazan directed French Kiss?
0: I think so. I could check. It's either him or like a, another asshole. Lawrence Kazan. Yep. Oh my god, what do you think about this cast? Yeah. Kevin Klein, Meg Ryan, Tim Hutton, Jean Renault. Just four perfectly matched individuals. Must have been a crazy set.
1: Is Jean Renault was he a killer in that movie? He had to be some kind of bad guy. It says
0: inspector. He played an inspector of some sort. Mm -hmm. I bet you when he was watching In the Cut, he was inspector, you know?
1: (laughs) Little Mark Ruffalo, little Meg Ryan. So uh, what's your history with the black hole? I mean, I do have a history with the black hole. This is a movie that I was super excited to see. I believe I saw it in the theater. I was enamored with the robots because I think the robots look so cute. And so I was very excited about that. The I had that book that you, we, had, you know, you have a picture of yourself with that book at school, the black hole companion, whatever the heck it is. The movie from the cover of the Atlanta journal. Yeah. Yeah. The official storybook storybook of it. And I just was so like, just entranced by the way the movie looked, I couldn't wait to see it. And then I said, much like this, the star Trek movie that came out at the same time, star Trek, the motion picture, I left the theater confused Like, I didn't understand why the movie wasn't fun, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, why it was kind of horrific. Like, I remember Anthony Perkins' death. I couldn't believe. Like, I was horrified. I didn't understand why the robots... Like, I got really sad because the old robot dies. So then when I rewatched it, I was expecting that scene to move me. (laughs) (laughs) He just turns off. (laughs) He just says some pretentious shit and dies. Like, it's over. Um there's no like big to do about him dying either. He does and he doesn't get to have a hero moment, which I thought was sure was going to happen. For sure was going to happen. Anyway, how about you? Same thing, very hyped about it. That storybook was a big piece of my
0: life. I'm actually buying it right now off of Amazon for 249.
1: It's bought. <laughs> yes. It's a be- it's a beautiful book. I remember that was a really fantastically put together book. Yeah, um,
0: so yeah, it was a huge thing. The the weird thing is I think I forced myself into liking the movie.
1: I'm sure I did, too. Yeah, I'm sure I probably liked it, too, when after I left. But it's a have had it on, I think, almost every
0: format known to man. And like I said, I, I, I actually pitched a, a remake of it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to hear about this, because that when you pitch a remake of this movie, that means you're pitching a fix. You're pitching a movie that fixes this movie. So what was your remake? Would you have gone darker or would you have gone lighter? It was darker, but it was also. Um, I think the idea was
0: to do a hard sci-fi take on it, where um, it was, it was more. I guess more in the vein of like how a, a, an Interstellar might have been. I don't remember anything about it. It was. It was one of those like general meeting type things where you just throw shit at the sure, wall. Sure. Now but, I would
1: argue that this movie. The, I think the story is interesting. The plot, at least, is interesting and maybe influential in a way. I think the look of the movie is fantastic. Still. It's worth watching because of the look. That'll be your secret. But that's about it. I mean, (laughs) it doesn't work. And what's so interesting is it's a Disney movie that is obviously a response to Star Wars, and they must have just decided, well, let's take a script out of the drawer that's sci-fi and make it look cool. Because they certainly didn't work on any any of the charms that Star Wars has into this. No, and it was when Disney was feeling its way trying to figure out the live-action
0: side of things. It's amazing how that company... Was so lost at sea until I guess like Little Mermaid. You yeah, know, they were they were just and Tron. Tron was great, but they were lost at sea
1: for a while. But there. Tron also Tron also a failure, right? I mean, in a, in a it way, was a right? modest modest success. Yeah, modest because success. Black Hole was actually a failure. Right, it didn't yeah. make any any money. I mean, maybe it made some, but it it certainly wasn't a huge hit. Remember, what was it like Watcher in the Woods? Didn't they do something like that too? That's a weird one. Yeah, I think they did. That's a, that's actually a scary film. <laughs> remember that one? I mean, I don't I don't remember anything about it. That's a weird one. I just remember there was a, the the protagonist was a young woman, a girl, and there were some creepy screepies. And was it a Disney movie? There, there was. Some... A, yeah, it was. It was. That was the Disney horror movie. Yeah. And something wicked this way comes wasn't Disney, right? No, that was a classic though. But that's a movie that I always used to watch on HBO as well as like. This movie probably in you know this movie like it's just one of those movies you wanted it to be like Star Wars because Star Wars was such a huge thing, you know, you're kind of waiting for the next Star Wars. I mean, you know, we were so young, but like you wanted everything to be Star Wars, like you wanted to collect action figures from this, you wanted to love this, like because it was set in space, you wanted mm-hmm. to have that same type of movie thrown at you. It's kind of the same as whenever I used to watch any Mark Hamill film when I was a kid that wasn't Star Wars, and I just expected him to be Luke Skywalker. That was a tough
0: existence for a long
1: time. (laughs) The
0: Giver and Slipstream. uh, Well, even before that, like even movies before he was Luke Skywalker. Summer and The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia.
1: That's the one. Like I remember being so excited to watch The Lights Went Out in Georgia when I was a kid because it was going to be on TV and Mark Hamill was in it. I'm like, what the? Where is his lightsaber? Now, if I'm not mistaken, that's based on a a song. Not exactly his most well-remembered role. Although he zoom, did, zoom he, did in. he did get to co-star with Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah. he's got. And, I, I, I pointed you to that trailer that he's and and, he and I there. just
0: I disagree. I you think, think he, he looks good, huh? I think he does. I think he's having a lot of fun. I think it's I think it's uh, it's intentional.
1: Looks like he might have some health issues, but I might be wrong. He's just getting up there. Looks good. Still looks handsome. Playing a scruffy him. scruffy uh, ship yeah, like a sailor in that movie, or a right. captain of a sailboat or some shit. <laughs> He's still killing
0: it. He's got like four mo- you know, he's in, You know who he's playing in his latest role? Jesus Christ. Oh, instead of Caviezel? Uh, no, he, he's playing uh, Ronald Reagan. Is he? Who's, who's he, he playing he, it for? And he looks like him. Holy shit. Who's he it's, playing? Uh, playing Ronald Reagan.
1: Um, for who? Anybody? Is it a good thing or is it a TV it, thing? It's a director named Sean McNamara. He's done uh, a lot of stuff. He's playing Nancy. He did uh, the Cats
0: and Dogs series. And he, you know soul surfer you want to talk about it oh my god listen to this cast
1: holy shit playing nance penelope ann miller bargain basement bro i love her but it's it's about to get better not high budgeted so far it's it's gonna get
0: better kevin Dillon is the third (laughs) bill as jack warner men of savari is jane wyman
1: (laughs) yeah they had they didn't have much budget for
0: this john voigt as victor Novikov. leslie ann down as margaret thatcher Kerry Hiroku Tagawa is in this. Robert Davi. Davi in this. Xander Berkeley. And guess who they got to play Frank Sinatra? Scott Stapp. Are you kidding? I'm not. I was going to say Toby Huss. Scott Stapp is playing Frank Sinatra. Well, I mean,
1: the, the parallels are apparent. What did I just watch with Toby Huss? And he was great. He's always good. That's the secret about Toby Huss. Oh, it was that it was
0: that uh, Johnny Depp, that new Johnny Depp, uh, killing of mm. Biggie Smalls. Oh, he's in that.
1: Yeah, he's also in that show you liked a lot, the the TV show, Cat, *Halt and Catch Fire*. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. So the Black think of a, <laughs> what, what what about Frank Sinatra? Do you think Scott Stapp's gonna be singing the singing Sinatra songs? It's not hard. Frank Sinatra wasn't a good
0: singer, so I mean, it's not hard to emulate him. But neither is Scott Stapp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's creed right Uh uh-huh oh my god it is hard you know it is hard sci though this is also hard science fiction
1: sure hard hard to like it uh it is like i said a beautifully made movie like they they, the people that worked the effects in this movie obviously have aged a bit but the design of the movie i think holds up i I love the i love the shit hard disagree i love the black hole
0: no yeah Um, some of it, like when it's not moving, a lot of it looks great. Exactly, thing, that's what I'm thing. saying. I
1: I don't love the the robot design or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but I do like the I, lit up ship. I like the lit up ship, but then when every exterior shot
0: uh, except for that one, there's like one area where it looks cool. Everything else
1: is disgusting. I just love the fact there's a scene in this when there go there's a there's a dinner scene with the captain of the ship, the crazed captain of the ship. They cannot the, they cannot look at the right black hole during that scene. And they they have this dinner with chandeliers in the ship, but whatever, right? They're eating dinner, and there's a huge picture of the ship in this room. Mm-hmm. So they're on the ship, and there's a picture of the ship, of the top of the ship. It wasn't even like the full ship, it's just the top of it. I was like, and I I'm sure, I, some, I'm some sure you read the, there. I'm
0: sure you read the trivia about that. No. They, there's actually it's all the concept art is what they use the co- the concept illustrations of the Cygnus are the pictures inside the dining room are you serious yeah why why did they make that choice why did they make every choice <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're concerned
1: about this particular choice that's you know, my bugger bear whatever they say hey let's Dial it back. Let's talk about the plot, because it's going to take a while to get through this thick plot.
0: Okay, so there's a ship that's done with their mission, but they find the a, a reading on on their reading machine that there's a, a black hole and a ship on it, and it's a ship that's been missing, and they go to that ship, and it goes into the black hole.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, the crew investigates this, this large ship that's been missing for a number of years, for 20 years, and um, they board the ship, and they find it occupied you, by a. How ro- are you spelling board? <laughs> they find it occupied by a very eccentric captain. That's right, and his robotic crew. <laughs> and he is obviously a little bit nuts. He is very excited to be near a black hole. In fact, <laughs> he tells the crew, "Once you guys fuel up and get out of here, I'm going to send myself through the uh, send my ship through this black hole." So they're like, okay, well, that's a crazy thing to do. Why don't you just come back to the Earth with us? And he said, "I can't. I'm Tommy Lee Jones in Ad Astra." <laughs> and then he said, uh, "Then one of the our uh, the you know the crew members of the of the Palomino. That's the that's the that's the ship." We zoom that's, in. That's a horse. Yep. Her dad was on the ship. He she's made it. Very, he's, she's very excited to possibly reunite with him. I guess her ESP uh, isn't working in this case because she does not know Daddy dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Daddy long murdered. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of spider. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about a little bit about this crew and the cast. Yeah, you got. What do you want to stay first?
0: Let's just let's just talk about the the, the surviving members because there's only two. What do you mean? Everybody that was in this movie is dead except for two people.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Maximilian Schell, gone. Anthony Perkins, gone. Oh, you mean in real life. Robert Forster, gone. Ernest Bergnine, gone. Roddy McDowell, gone. Slim Pickens, gone. Yvette Mimeou continues to thrive. Joseph Bottoms continues to be super boring.
1: Um, Anyway, Robert Forster just died, and he's super good, super great, always. And this, he's given nothing to do. Absolutely zero to do. He's the yeah. captain of the Palomino and he has got hair <laughs> and he's got a white jumpsuit and then every once in a while he grunts and does a roll and and says Charlie all the time. <laughs> His second command is played by uh, Joseph bottoms Now is he no re- yeah, is he related to Timothy? He is he's of the bottom the bottoms acting giants that family. And uh, he is, he's Charlie. His name is actually in a nice bit of serendipity. His name is Charlie Pizer. Yeah. You know, bit. you know, Sam Bottoms is dead. I mean, you don't have to keep bringing the RIPs. I, look, I know, I know this is a a tough place to, to duke it out for a while. <laughs> you don't, no one survives. We don't have to keep ticking the RIPs, my man. <laughs> You know, that's my favorite part about the show. <laughs> You're going to the siblings now. <laughs> Joseph Bottom still is, but did you know his brother died? Okay, Nick, let's get off Nick. Wikipedia for one second. Why didn't they name it Wikifedia? You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of,
0: well, Here's the weird thing is every time I, I, I find something like that out, I envision what it must have been like when Joseph
1: got the news.
0: Hmm. You know?
1: of course it was probably sad I mean that's his bro his brother he, and he isn't Timothy Bottoms also his brother we yeah. already decided that yeah he
0: lives I already I mean, and, and that now you've got me wondering what Timothy was doing when he found out are you talking about when
1: they found out that Sam's brother gone. was cast yeah. in such a horrible film oh no you think Joseph would call him back to his siblings look guys I landed the biggie I landed the one that's gonna make me yeah black hole and they're like shit we're so jealous. For a year, they had to be jealous. You got Anthony Perkins on the ship. Yep, star of Crimes of Passion. Speaking yep. of Freddie Highmore. That's right, little Norm. And you got, uh, who you mentioned last show, Yvette Mimeo, who you just mentioned, actually, too. Yeah. Is it Mimeo? Mimeo? Mimeo. Mimeo. And you said Ernest Borgnine. So Maximilian Schnell? Is it Schnell or Shell? Shell. Shell. If you want him to move faster, you just, that's what you call him. And so yeah, you got a big cast here. And then the voice work of of one Roddy McDowell and one Slim Pickens, right? And they they voiced the robots. And so I was very excited to see the. I love the the designs of the robots when I was a kid. I love the big eyes. I love the pop out heads. Mm-hmm. I love that one of them was all destroyed, like he was old. They call mm-hmm. him Old Bob. I like that he was all broken. I thought that was cool.
0: Things change that- though. When you, when you're a kid, like you like shitting in your pants and licking your <laughs> ancestral tit. You know, it's like things change. Like you grow out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things. What's the dumbest that, thing you, d- you did as a kid? Like, what's what are you ashamed of about your about your child?
1: What was the dumbest thing I did when I was a child? No, no. Like,
0: what do you hate about? Like, what the, wh- what do you cringe thinking about that you were? I mean, I know you, I know it's pretty much everything with you, but it's a tough question. I know. haven't really had to think about it. Well, how about you? You have an answer? I hated that we would play with a, a beat up. Like, I had the cheap Nerf, and 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 and, and my friend had the good Nerf. Yeah, and I and I would fight hard so we use mine, which was called a fluff, I believe, and it mm-hmm. didn't have a good grip. And I forced everybody to use my shitty Nerf imposter because it was new and it was awful. Nobody could throw it far. You had to hold it by the side instead of the seams.
1: And I was just such a dick and a dictator and forced people to play with my shitty fluff football. Same thing for me. I did the exact same. This is my, my most embarrassing as well. That and when we killed that kid and faked his discovery. <laughs> He faked his discovery, like he pretended to discover him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He fell down a, a, a well. I think onto... One of them. One of the thing. My worship. When I was a child, I worship Donnie and Marie. That's kind of embarrassing, right? Not really. I had a huge crush on Marie. I thought Donnie was cool. Have you seen oh. how weirdly preserved they are now? I still keep up. Yeah. I still love. I still follow on Twitter and Insta. Name one of their songs. Is it Diamonds in the Scruff? One of theirs. I think that stupid song, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Is that the name of the song? Maybe. I don't know. Hawaiian Bluff. That's another one. My drumsticks in the beard. Catch Me If You Can't. Taste Me Tomorrow. Sweet Soup. Her Butts and Onion. (laughs) I just got my driver's license (laughs) renewed. Is that one of them? the full title.
0: I want to hang on you like a bat hangs on a cave. And Marshmallows Secrets. And then you know what another great one is. Mm -hmm. For the third time in a row. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about the overture
1: this film starts with? I was confused. I really was. Because your TV was wrong or something. So it was playing music and then the picture wasn't coming up. So I was confused. And then I was like, well, maybe it's on purpose. And it was, there was an overture that starts this movie off of the Disney preserved for, we watched this on Disney plus. Um, I think a lot of when it's on TV, I think, I don't even know, maybe even on a DVD or it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that. I don't think. Right. Well, it was the last major film to have an overture at the beginning. I'm sure. Best Tarant- part. I'm sure I think Tarantino's done it since, mm-hmm. but. I thought maybe they're doing something cause it was a black screen. I thought, Oh, black hole, black screen. I thought it was something clever. I actually miss overtures. I think that's great. I mean, what they're meant mm-hmm. to do is to get you kind of set up for the
0: movie. Sure, but, but watching this movie, first of all, this is the longest ninety-eight minutes that exists.
1: Yes. Yeah, Secondly,
0: the the secret Are you the, sure it's
1: only ninety-eight minutes. Yeah,
0: it's ninety-eight minutes.
1: You, do you promise because it feels so much longer. You're so right. Bright.
0: The weakness in this film and the reason this film doesn't work is the music. John Barry is the worst thing about this movie. Do you think so? And I love John Barry. He's one of and I, the, the main theme of the of the movie is okay but the usage of, of music in this movie is the worst I've ever seen in a genre film. I also say scripts. No, I, I mean all that you could get, the thing is you can make an entertaining movie, but the, the problem is the, the people that made this movie were tone deaf as to the way that the industry had changed and what people were wanting. Mm-hmm. You look at John Williams and how integral the music to star Wars is, because everything, That's everything is, everything is edited and scored to that music. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, they're married. This it feels like they have a rough assembly of the film, and they just played random music throughout. It really, it's 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 the worst I've ever seen. If you if you were to do redo the score for this movie and time it to the movie, I bet you the movie is like two points better. It it, it, it killed it. It was so melodramatic and and ill placed and tone deaf to what a genre movie was supposed to be. Okay, John Barry sucks, but you like him. I love him. He's one of the greats. But I, I it's like you know and he's he's dead, but. You know, you think about how great he was with the James Bond stuff. <laughs> I can't not <laughs> love dead things. Yeah, it's just—it's not his fault. I'm sure that Gary Nelson, the director, was he—they cremated him or Barry? <laughs> um, all I know is his his wife when she found out,
1: uh, she was. <laughs> so yeah, the music is actually quite. Uh, you know you it's very it fills in a lot of the space that's probably one of the reasons you don't like it is because it's doing a lot of the heavy lifting here because there's doing, not a lot of it's doing no lifting well this the thing is there's not there's a lot of uh, uh empty space to fill because they're just running through this set the whole time touching set that's what that's what connery was doing in the the movie that we were talking about like what was the outland it's like the show the set. Remember, show the sets, uh, Sean, make sure you touch the set. <laughs> These guys were doing that too. Like they, they're touching set and, and t- with their feet and their hands, they're sitting on set. And it's just like, they have to show the set off a little bit, but that, you know, the, there's not a lot of script here. I got a spoiler about the set sucks. <laughs> it doesn't. It's I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes it is pretty spare and annoying, but I do love that ship. That's a lot of ship. I, I would venture to say bed. that everything that you love is not set. It's a matte painting. It's a, it's yeah, a, there's a lot of matte paintings in this for sure. I the, consider that set though. Touch the, the matte painting. Then <laughs> everything sucks. Like the, the ship are, the ship are dumb.
0: The the <laughs> so robot, the, like, the robot are very dumb.
1: <laughs> well, they're not robots.
0: Well, the robot Vincent and Bob and Maximilian are robots.
1: Right. And you said a couple of shows ago, you said that Maximilian had a had eyes or a person inside well, him. You didn't remember why. Now and I now do. Now you do. Yeah. yeah. But uh, look, R2 D two look like a garbage can. C three PO was annoying. Let's put them together. Well, C three PO had a personality, um, and then he was ripped. Like they always criticized him. The crew the the characters would make fun of him for being such a stick in the mud. And in this, Vincent is a he's the the main ship robot the the most capable i don't know how he's capable because he's just like a fucking you know he just looks ridiculous but like he they think you know he's the guy that's fixing everything he's he and he's spouting these quotes like he his big thing is he spouts like philosophy and quotes like it's such an asshole move like what an asshole robot I, well, I, and, I was,
0: and the thing is his name is an acronym for vital information necessary centralized how much is of it really? said,
1: yeah how much of what he says is vital? Nothing. Like he always is just ripping people with like quotes, like telling them he'll say stuff like uh, they're in danger. And he says, there are old pilots, there are bold pilots, but there are no old bold pilots. That's what he, that's one of his, that's one of the necessary <laughs> things that he says when they're in danger. Right. Like when they're uh, traversing the lip of the black hole, they don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. They say gravity a lot in this movie. <laughs> I they can't you think, wait to get some gravity back. Yeah. You think you'd like it more because that's pretty great. And they keep, they're in zero G's at the beginning in the Palomino. The crew is just, they keep showing off that they're floating around. And that's one of the things that we can zoom on is that Dr. Kate McRae played by Yvette Mimew. She had to have short hair for this because they, they found the long locks messed up. Um, all the wire work they were doing to emulate zero g—you mm-hmm. know, her hair looked done. And, and they, in fact, had cast another actress who was famous for her long locks, and they made her, they made her cut her hair. Um, and she did, like, she was like famous. I can't remember her name, but she was famous for doing hair commercials, and she didn't want to do it, so she went through with it. And then she got on the way back from this like traumatic hair cutting experience. She got in a car wreck, and they had to replace her. (laughs) That would be be Jennifer O'Neill. Yeah, Jennifer O'Neill. I got some bad news. Nope, she's still alive, sir. That's the bad news. (laughs) That's the thing is they also had to corner Ernest Borgnine and make him cut his uh, Samson-esque locks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you mean Samson. Ernest Borgnine, very famous Comedic actor, just a famous actor at this time, is wearing the least space-worthy sh- uh, <laughs> clothing I've ever seen in like a sci-fi movie. He is wearing a brown sweater with darker brown, uh, like leather stripes that right. that are looked, like horizontal. I guess right. Yeah, he looked like shit. Or is it vertical? Vertical. Just it looks so uncomfortable and and very hot. He looked cooking. like a he looked like a fudge stripe cookie a little bit, but like when they have like the dark fudge stripe cookie. It was I uncomfortable think. looking though. I, I had to dress up like that for a Sherlock Holmes movie. No, yet. no, it's topped up, it's topped up with a turtleneck and corduroys. And then he's wearing like penny loafers. He's wearing like penny loafers in space. He's dressed for a board meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like i he's spelling board. Um,
0: <laughs> do you know what his real name is? His real name is Hermes Efron
1: Borgnino. That's incredible. How did that he not knock- change it? Yeah, to Ermy. I want Hermes. First of all, but Ernest Borgnine's pretty great too. And Borgnine—that's the most sci-fi th- yeah. thing about his performance—is his last name. I know it's got two Star Trek name drops in there. I know, and a Sesame Street name dropped a boot. Ernie, I, I imagine it's short for Ernest, right? Ernest and Bert, Trude. <laughs> what? What's what's Bert? I guess Bert is short Herbert. for Robert, right? Herbert. Is it or is it Robert? No, it's never, It's not Robert. It's Herbert. Is it Herbert
0: Reynolds? It's Hubert. Oh my! <laughs> You're fucking me out now. <laughs> There's no way his name is Rob. His name is Burton. His name is Burton. Okay. He's dead. Name another Burton. I'll tell you how their how their name was built. Um, Bert Convy. Let's see what his story is. R.I.P. <laughs> Super dead. Bernard. Really? Yeah but the, 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 but but my friend Bert was called Herbert okay what Bert Ward let's do Bert Ward while we're at it
1: old Robin from the old Batman series
0: what and what's he up to
1: he lives his yeah, he name lives. his real name is Bert do you remember whenever they he released that book like a bunch of years ago oh, about, how, about yeah how many women he slept with yeah I don't believe a word you don't no I think he's riddling I think he's lying. The stiffest and the blandest movie. So then they board the Cygnus. Now we did we said this name before. The big ship that the, the 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 insane captain is about to steer into the black hole is the Cygnus. Right. Which is a constellation, I guess. That's named after a constellation. Zoom in. And um why do you think they programmed Vincent to be such a piece of shit? Like, why do you think that they decided that we're gonna make him pretentious as hell and suck? And then his big move is he goes in a circle. Oh my god! With his and then his cannonball gams come out and he like magnetizes to the metal sometimes. Yeah, he he's an he's a Swiss Army bastard
0: in this. Get and some he, laser arms. I know he's got, he, he's he's a combination of R two D two, C three P O, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo. They put everything into
1: this piece of shit. And well, Alec so they, Guinness, they the do actor, not things. Ben Kenobi. So they do a couple of things with the robots that I found suspect to make them more human. So Vincent, who, you know, Roddy McDowell voices Vincent. I love Roddy McDowell. He's got, he's, I, I think he's amazing. Usually. Um, and what, amazing. I was like, what's he been night. doing lately? <sighs> Nick. <laughs> he's a graveyard poking down in the soil. An amazing voice, which they, which they, which they, you know, turn the pitch up on it. They make it, they, they kind of, they make it higher than Mm -hmm. normal they didn't need to do that Roddy McDowell's got such a distinct voice they didn't even need to fuck with it anyway he uh at one point he's scared of what he's seeing like Maximilian who's this red kind of Cylon looking robot I I I would I guess I would say that's the most famous thing from this movie correct Maximilian the design of that robot bad robot the monster robot. He's shaking in his 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 tin can. That's the word. And later, there's at the end of the movie, when the ship's being ripped open by asteroids and no one's dying because they can <laughs> breathe in space. Apparently, the robot at one point, Bob, the old robot, gets cold and is shivering. He shivers like ten times in this movie. Well, I thought he was shivering because he was just normally you know, he's he scared. Trash. Normally he's scared. Yeah, but now it's because he was cold. But he's cold and he's shivering, and I was like, it's a robot. And then later, Maximilian gets gutted and screams. So I guess there is some kind of, I don't know, the weirdest at the end of the movie, when there's, there's a scene when Joseph Bottoms is actually floating in space towards the black hole and gets saved by Vin- Vincent, he does not die. He is not wearing any covering. No, of any. does not have a suit on. And I think Alan Dean Foster had helped with the novelization of this movie. I read this trivia and that had that? complained about the sci-fi in it. And, I wonder if he was complaining about the end. Or the or every other part. I love in space. That. You in space, you can breathe now. Is the tagline? <laughs> it is late. It is twenty one thirty. So maybe they have developed. Yeah, maybe you know. mankind has evolved to suck. Yeah. Did you? Do you remember
0: what they called uh, the Cygnus's uh, mission? The name of it, Project Black Hole, killed it. <laughs> How many nominations? Um, I do like the control room. The control room of the Cygnus is kind of cool. That's the, that's where all they blew. That's where they blew all the budget
1: on the sets. I will say, as much as I like the Cygnus, I think the Palomino is a whack ass ship. That's a that's like a, it looks like a lunar lander. Exactly like a lunar lander, yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't like well, how is that your main ship? It's just got it's just like flying through space, looking like a. Uh, it know, looks it exactly look- like the lunar lander from the video game Lunar Lander. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't look like, and it's just the main bot part of the ship is just like a cylinder. It doesn't look cool. It sucks. You know these guys are have had they've been on top of each other out there. You know in this little tiny tan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what do you think? The, his Vincent's full name is Vincent LF three ninety six. What do you think the LF stands for? Likes fucking. I know that's not true. He's the most asexual robot I've ever seen in in movies. Period. You see when his little mushroom cap kind of perks up at the end when he's with. I Mac- do. He's got the yellow tip under there.
0: He's got a yeah. light bright yeah he sucks that's funny because you're you're through this movie you're watching it you're like i cannot believe how dumb this robot is thank god it's not dumber and then that happens like holy shit <laughs>
1: you somehow found a new level of stupid it's got googly eyes almost too and i love that he's when I was cross-eyed bit. he's cross-eyed in one scene so and then we didn't say this but dr kate mccray can telepathically uh connect with vincent through esp she can uh, send messages and he can send messages back to her. That's a superpower that they don't explain, really. They just say, hey, and I think ESP was a big thing in the 70s. I remember my mom used to talk about how we had ESP. I think so. I think ESP was it must have been like a fad or something. And so they did, they put that in the black hole and said, hey, what if Kate McRae has ESP with Vincent, a robot? And then what if he telepathically sends her uh, quotes from I don't know, you know, a quote book. And they said and that'd, that'd be perfect. perfect. Now it's alluded that she and Robert Force's character are an item. Sort of, yeah. I mean, they get a little uh, huggy, but who doesn't do that when there's so much danger all around you? You do cling to your to your friends and your acquaintances. You do rely on them, you do get huggy. Maybe a kiss of cheek, stroke some hair. Now I think it's more like they're 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 in space for years. They need they need, you know, they got I mean, they- there's not much room on the palomino to get down and dirty? Is there? There, they found a place. You think so? They slip behind a, a a panel or something and screw. <laughs> well, maybe they get behind Vincent. He's big enough. He's huge. Well, well, I have this I have this image of
0: they're in the act and Vincent's in her head going, you know, I'm I'm reminded of the work of Ralph Waldo Emerson, and she's trying to let it happen,
1: <laughs> Doctor. Have you are you familiar with the works of Walt Whitman you know? actually this takes place so far in the
0: future he's like uh Harlan Coben really <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's suggesting that they they didn't they didn't uh, calculate right that he should have been uh, sending her like lyrics from like the spin doctors yeah exactly yeah that would be a cooler robot yeah you know you know you see those those like viral photos of like
0: somebody from like the 1800s and they look like they have a cell phone in their hand you know can you imagine if this film
1: for all it sucks somehow predicted harlan coben's rise to power (laughs) (laughs) you know this you know how this movie got a sci-fi label right because none of the crew hates vincent (laughs) like they all like him and they accept him he would be powered down for so much of that journey you know, like you think oh, about it, he sucks. Now, I know that they,
0: they had to amend the designs for the robots late in the game because of the, some of the what they wanted it to do wouldn't work just technically. They couldn't get their, drink. yeah, the
1: eye couldn't get the eyes right and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure they would have looked, but the thing is, this design passed a lot of grown up people's eyes before
1: it's the most it Disney disc- thing. It's the most Disney thing about the movie, and it would work. And I think it kind of works a little bit with Slim Pickens because he plays. He's got this, you know, Southern accent. He's, he's more sympathetic than Vincent. He's, he's, he's kind of, he's been aboard the ship when all this horrible stuff's happened. Like this captain has turned his crew who he said abandoned ship, but they actually, he's killed his crew and, or at least half killed them and and put them in these, like they're kind of robot hybrids, right? They're, they're hid behind these masks. That's like one of the big secrets of the film. But anyway, old Bob, who is just this kind of this damaged robot, he's seen all this and he's got like PTSD, and you, he's certainly sympathetic. Whereas he's Vincent. The, he's the bow Bridges of these two. You're wrong. <laughs> Vincent is just the guy. He when he, he's never sympathetic, and he always like says how great the robots are. Like they're the best of the best. He tells old Bob how they're the best of the best all the time. You talk about the centuries and shit. No, that him. Oh, their species. Yeah, he's a bio bio battalion. Is what that stands for. But I love how. He says they're the best, of the best, and then you, in the shot are as that robot's eyes as he's saying, <laughs> "It's ridiculous." He's trembling <laughs> while he says it. <laughs> We're the best, the best. Now Bob does say that at the end as he's dying, and they and they sped up Slim Whitman's voice, Slim
0: Pickens' voice yep. as well, which actually works better because Slim Pickens' voice would wear you out over
1: time. Bob but- was my certainly my favorite character when I was a kid, and I still like him a little bit. I always wanted that. The, the, I, I was just intrigued by the the robot that was damaged and still working, and it had kind of been through the ringer. I still like that kind of character. So, you don't like Bob, though, huh? He sucks. Did you know there's enough instant energy down there in the ship to supply all of Earth? I did not. Are you talking? Are you talking about Event Mimeo? That's what. Uh, that's what our hero Hans Reinhardt says to the to the crew of the Palomino. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that he's not the hero. He's like, he's gone insane. But I think the minute he went insane is when he got, a, he, he, he saw Vincent. He stared into those, well, those eyes. I do like when, like,
0: when they, when Vincent uh, alludes
1: to Maximilian, he goes, calls him a mystery monster. He does. That's how he's introduced. And then at one point, the crew's in an elevator with Maximilian who already kind of, you know, taken out his, this, this is this scene. All of the coolness of Maximilian dissipates. <laughs> It makes no sense. So Maximilian is this intimidating robot that nobody knows what to do with because he's just giving them this hard, laser stare, and he's being very intimidating and looking robot muscular and floating. And so they're riding in an elevator down with him. He's escorting them, and he just and he's giving Vincent shit. You know, he's given he's kind of like bumping chests with this robot. (laughs) He, for no reason, decides to, one hundred. And eighty degrees, it yeah, it just turns upside down as if like to just show how badass he is. He flips upside down. Hey, what do you think he's looking at down there? I, do you think I, he's checking Vincent? Do you think he's checking the undercarriage? See what he's what he's dealing with? I don't understand. I, I, there's no there's no
0: analogy in the animal kingdom where where an animal will do the uh, you know the reptile brain thing where it does its instinctual thing to scare you where it goes upside down.
1: Do did you, did you turn this? Do you have the subtitles on or not? No. Tell me what it said. So whenever he does, it goes upside down and they, they zoom in on his face and it says, Oh mama. And then they cut over and he's looking at Robert Forrester's jeans swatch. Is that what they, his groin pad? Is that what they call the? Yeah. Explain jeans to me. So Anthony Perkins, we didn't talk much about him. His character is this, he's a doctor. He's fascinated by Reinhardt. He he loves He loves the work that, Hans Reinhardt's going to do, which is plummet himself into a black hole. And he wants to tag along. So he starts to kind of betray his crew members. Like everybody else is nervous. They don't like the ship. They think this doctor's nuts. But Anthony Perkins is like, he's not nuts. He's just smart. We've don't all met. Hang out with we've him. all
0: worked with this guy in, in our jobs. He's brown nosing. The super brown noser. You know, new guy shows up with, with some authority and he is up there, up their entire butt. So what it.
1: what the movie does, that's interesting. I think a little bit is that it, it makes you not like Anthony Perkins, but it makes you like Ernest Borgnine because Ernest Borgnine's kind of this blue collar. You kind of, you know, he's like kind of this guy that's been around the block. He senses danger. He does a little investigating, but when the chips <laughs> fall, yeah, it's Anthony Perkins who starts to kind of try to protect his friends. And it's Ernest Borgnine who abandons his friends, right? They both die both on and off screen. Let's talk a little bit about Anthony Perkins death scene. I expected it to be a little more visceral. You know, my childhood brain had turned it into a very visceral death. Me too. I did. Yeah, me too. Nope. Sucks. It's still hard to watch. Like, nope. so Maximilian has, we didn't talk about, he has a, some accessories, which are these spinning blades. And he splin- spins those blades through Anthony Perkins, who they just zoom in on his face. And he does a like a, I'm getting run through by some blades face. And then falls slow mo into um, some like you know panels. It would have been cool
0: if he moved like a foot to either direction. Would have easily survived, not been hurt, and Maximilian could have been pushed into the wall. I mean, it's the it's the it's
1: death was super avoidable. <laughs> it was avoidable, and that's the thing. Maximilian never in this movie moves very fast. He just floats, and so he's an intimidating presence. But you can get out of the way. He starts you know, those blades is, spinning. It does seem possible. Yeah, those blades are spinning way before he's near Mr. Perk. It's a harsh death. It's a harsh death Death for a Disney movie. I'm surprised. I wonder if it was a little bit even more graphic. Now, I'm sure they didn't have blood going anywhere, but it does seem a little bit uncharacteristic. This whole movie does. I think it's the book The book part of it that really upset me as a kid. Yeah, because he holds the book as to defend himself. And, and Max goes right through that very slowly. And that's also another thing that's strange. Hans Reinhardt gets mad at Maximilian. He said, you shouldn't have done that. This is a good man. And then he turns to Yvette Mimio and he, he says, save me from Maximilian. Like, <laughs> he says, which apparently is an improv line. Like, First I, of all, Maximilian Schell is the only one who realizes
0: he's in a goofy movie, I think. Right. Oh, he plays it so over the top. It's there's a scene man. where somebody mentions the Goon, swa- goon Squad. Yeah. And Shell goes, Goon Squad, nice. But the best, he's got a line of dialogue that ha- he ha- had to just, when he read the script, he had to just be waiting for the moment to be able to deliver this line. Do you know which line I'm talking about? No. Mm-mm. Somebody says something's impossible to him. And he drops a super Zoom.
1: Did he say he gets, I'm tired
0: of successes? And he says the word impossible is only found in the dictionary of fools. <laughs> That's why I wrote that down. It's actually found in every dictionary, you piece of shit. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. But he and, I, I had visions of of Al Pacino bebopping when, but when Reinhardt's
1: bebopping around. Of him. course, of course, and he's got the wild hair in this. And then when everybody's floating in space, his his locks are long.
0: They're going yeah, nuts. And, got, then I'm,
1: and then I'm I was wondering then why the hell. Are they so worried about hair? His locks are free flowing at the end. Well, I think it's because time catches up to him. I guess, right? I guess, and then, I, and then he—that's right—because he's supposed to. The twenty years is not supposed to have passed, like regular years or something, out in space. I wish
0: the whole movie was when he's pinned under that board, yelling at everybody. He gets—it's so he gets funny. Smashed by
1: a flat screen.
0: It's when he's pinned down, yelling at people. That's my favorite part of the movie. He's futile,
1: and he is just trying to get those last verbal jabs in begging for help max he asked Maximilian max to help him and maximilian just he's out he's yeah. like i'm out of here and then the rest of the crew it's his it's a, he's hoisted on his own petard because that's the crew he designed they just ignore everything but their job so they're not going to go help him. they're not programmed to do it what do you think that was a 4k screen that hit him or what because it is the future he built maximilian slow so he's like maximilian help
0: me and maximilian is slowly reaching for the elevator stop button and he his he's a shitty thing so he can't do it
1: uh he says to um the people i don't enjoy successes anymore he doesn't enjoy success Do you feel that about us like it's kind of like something yeah. that we would yeah. say on our podcast
0: yeah you mean to you know the ability to not grow our audience at all and to have them indifferent <laughs> it's great um i, I love um, he's got some hilariously egocentric dialogue and it's that dinner scene is just oh it's great yeah it's he's an actually, embarrassment he's, of response yeah
1: he's fun but he has a weird character what about the shooting game? They have a this is the future. They have a shooting game the robots are participating in. And then Vincent comes in and swings his big dick. And he he does perfect shooting, of course. But what do you think of the they have this the second and the second baddest robot on the ship is this robot named Star? Oh my god, yeah. He's I was a gunslinger. So, and so excited about that. All the rest of the robots are like maroon. Star is black. He is like just tough. He's got the double double guns he you know they have these uh what the guns look like the twin pod racers from or whatever those things are what are those called the from best Man cloud car the blessman yeah so their their guns are like these double gun he's just like he's a gunslinger this guy vincent ends him <laughs> okay
0: so the storybook once again they made a big deal about star right you know, and and you know star wars had trained you to believe that the the shiny black costumed uh villain is amazing right uh, and so Star was, you know, Star maybe has two minutes of screen time, if that. He's the Boba Fett of this thing, and he sucks. He he's got this <laughs> stupid twirling motion that he does with his lasers when he's
1: done shooting. Yeah, we find out that he had Bob had actually um, went up against him and won, and then he he really laid into Bob. He beat up Bob, and so Vincent's mad about that. And he takes on Star, but then he ends up killing Star. Now I gotta I gotta give you a zoom that i don't think you know now obviously the
0: man inside the star costume is of course when you watch the black holes kid. you're like i bet you that guy's gonna direct a friday the 13th film he has also played a character in an, a, a film we've done an episode of here
1: really yeah
0: his name is jim thompson
1: or something. his name is tom
0: mclaughlin and he was oh, one close. of two people who
1: played the prophecy bear are you serious yes oh my god Two huge movies. Yep. God, is he the link? Is he the curse?
0: I, I, I was about to say, I thought he's about to become a a, a movie My microscope. Name? Yeah, a movie no, a movie microscope. What do we call our, our special guys? I mean we can call him a movie microscope legend for sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's played the Cathodin mm-hmm. star and he wrote uh, and he
1: directed Friday thirteenth six, which is a good one. Friday thirteenth six, is that the one where the the main character has the telepathic abilities? No, that's seven. Okay, this is one six. where Horshack
0: dies at the beginning, and it's Tommy Jarvis, played by the guy from *Return of Living Dead*, and it's a kind of a
1: tongue-in-cheek one, a little funnier. The, the guy that played Tommy Jarvis, they got him to do the voice in the Friday the Thirteenth game. Yeah, Tom Matthews. Yeah, and he must have done. They must have one-take them because he'll show up in that game, and his arrival, he'll go, "Oh my god." What's happening? You know, like he'll say, like the least energetic. So basically, they, they're like, all
0: right, we need somebody who's going to match the energy that the developers had when they were making this game. It's a good
1: game. It's not. I got to You got to find that clip of him, Friday right 13th clip of him. His dialogue is incredible. It's, it's like the he must have just not acted, haven't been acting for a while. See, that's that's a super diss. Oh my God, they're killing my
0: friends. I know. You know who should teach a class on how to really deliver that kind of dialogue? John Grise. I, I got no problems. Nobody film I mean, Just using his death scene from number one with the bullet <laughs> as a barometer. <laughs>
1: what is he saying? Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> <laughs> that should screw the what's the thing that they always use in movies wilhelm scream the wilhelm scream they should do the grise yo- yell or something they should replace it they call it, just have that they call it the grise yodel yeah, let's let's what what the i don't want to call it the grise scream what is the grise cry let's do the grise cry I, I, oh my god like you just put that instead of the wilhelm scream can we go let's do that
0: let's do a super cut uh, yeah and, and i think we should use it for every porn orgasm too
1: you know? I ain't pushing back on that either. So, this movie uh, continues to be shit. All right, let me read my notes. So, we just got through the arcade portion. We already fast forwarded to the end, really. We get it. the end is something spectacular, but let's just—they do give everybody an out at the end. So, they when they find out the crew is really half dead, and they're not really dead, but they're they're you know kind of hybrids. Someone says, "Don't worry about killing them. Death would be a sweet release because there's no turning, there's no there's no getting back to what they were. So, you might as well kill them." Right, because they didn't—they want—they not didn't want the audience to worry that these real people that were victims of the of the captain were getting mowed down by our heroes. So they do give them an out. The captain does something super insane that I don't, I don't know if you picked up on. Let's hear it. He feeds his guests mushroom soup. <laughs> captain is tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Yeah. Why would you think that was okay? He has this vast garden, and he's in, that's that's the big main course. The su- he serves his guests mushroom soup. Is that is that is that a space dish? I'm from I'm unfamiliar. Is that something that you eat in space? No, not. I heard I heard tang before um, um, and freeze dried shit. But mushroom soup just threw me a little bit. This movie is made by old men who don't know what's real
0: what the audience wants right it's so funny that, that w- there's been a few examples of this over the years a lot of times with horror too mm-hmm. where where somebody is just not the not the target demo or not paying attention to what the audience wants and they're and they're processing a, a zeitgeist thing through their own filter and fucking it up that's what this is it's like you see all the decisions that are made it's like the, they had the right visual the right idea and just didn't know how to execute it so, they went back to the old school methods. And this film was originally conceived to be a disaster film anyway. So, it's, right. just, it's like a, there's like a, a hamminess and, and ham fisted element of that still kind of in
1: the. Got DNA. the there's a Vincent fight scene where he's punching the other robots, which means he's touching them. They're, they're falling it's over. It's the worst. And he does a 360. I guess he knows Kung Fu somehow. I don't know what he's doing with the 360. He just. There's a he's scene trying to out. He's there. trying to out upside down Maximilian. There's a scene where two floating trash can droids hide bodies. They, they do because have- they're worried. Of, well, yeah, because they're they're worried about getting discovered because they blow away some of the robots. Here's another thing. Kate gets captured and they try to turn her into like one oh, of the droids. Oh, talking about Kate Capshaw. They do zoom in at one point. Speaking, I'm going to live up to our show real quick. They Borg Nine. He fakes a he fakes a broken leg. And then turns around when there's like it's great. His crew's about 60 seconds away from away from this. Cause they're they're about to hightail it out of there. And the crew's about seriously, literally like 60 seconds away from from the Palomino, and Borgnine fakes a broken leg and runs back to the ship to to get out of there without them because they're taking too long. And they he's doing this weird thing with the panels. Right. And they zoom in on his hands, he's got like a little cut on his thumb. <laughs> Like a little like it looks like a looks like it was a very angry cut, like he just did it, like a fresh cut. Suffers for his art. And there's a little bit of a note for that I, I, I read some trivia on that. You tell me. The script was such a page turner that he just couldn't wait to get through it and he gave himself a paper cut. It's pretty solid. <laughs> Nick Nick just <laughs> Nick just drew uh, Maximilian with a gigantic penis. <laughs> When you can't see on we, we wish we had a video podcast. No, I don't. I don't, you know, so I, I found Bob's last words humbling. I think I brought this up before. Let's hear it. His Last words are, were the best to Vincent. Not as good as Reinhardt's last words. What's his more light. Oh, God. <laughs> he says more so then light. They, okay. So this movie in the trivia, cause the ending's weird. So the, the movie they the director said they didn't have an ending and it shows so what they do is they do kind of a half ass what happens there's a there's a fight with maximilian he gets he gets uh, one up by vincent somehow and he gets hurled into space to, to the black hole the ship is like imploding near the black hole it's like getting destroyed cuz it had been through like an asteroid shower so it's all fucked up and then our crew is taking this even though their ship cuz borgnine had tried to get get away and he gets shot. He gets blown up by the bad guys and which actually saves the crew because they would have all been aboard that ship and got blown away. So Borgnine Bor being selfish, he kind of saves his friends and they board another probe and it gets very. So then they <laughs> they can't get away and they realize that the probe has been programmed <laughs> to go into the black hole. So they just have to buckle up. And so then the director decides to do a, like a half assed 2001 thing where the camera gets all weird. and showing them going through it doesn't show them it just shows them get all warped kind of yeah and then it does a very strange thing it does a very strange thing it decides that what's his name Hans Reinhardt Reinhardt. Hans Reinhardt he's floating in space he meets up with Maximilian they merge and then they're standing together in hell with his I guess robot crew as like his minions somehow or some weird like and it's just like this like kind of volcanic scene, very kind of interesting scene where Maximilian is like kind of king of the mountain here, overseeing these this kind of slave army of robots mm-hmm. as the flames shoot up around them. Yeah, makes no sense. And then and then apparently the crew of the Palomino go through a white hole and are so yeah so and 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 have a happy time. So that's what I didn't remember. I remember what happened to. Maximilian because it was interesting sort of because it doesn't make any sense but then the boring crew the survivors Vincent, Robert Forrester Charlie, you know, Johnny Bottoms whatever his name is and uh, Kate Mc... <laughs> you know that crew the survivors they end up spinning out of the black hole and happening upon a new planet. It's not Earth right? No. Earth doesn't eclipse like that I don't think. So it's something and that's how the movie ends like you don't know I assume that they just went to that planet and just got eaten on IMDb. They keep track of a lot of, there's a lot of quotes from this movie on IMDb's page. It, it has all of Vincent's shit. Of course. Does it have them attributed to the writers they came from? Like, cause they are all quotes from no, but literature mm -hmm. and philosophy. But do you remember there's a saying you can't unscramble eggs. Yeah. A,
0: A good offense is the best defense. One of the worst lines Vincent's my name. Sharpshooting's my game. That I will say that. that and was, I think
1: that might be an original. That might be one of the worst. Well, they didn't do Vincent right. Vincent should have been a gutter mouth. He should have been cool. He should have been wisecracking, dependable. You should have really felt for him. Instead, he's just a pretentious ass. He's like a college professor that you don't like. No, he's like to take his class. He's like a student who's taken one philosophy class
0: and is regurgitating it all in your fucking face. He's Edie Brickell. Don't you
1: dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. At one point, uh, Joseph bottoms does say is like cut it with the penny ante, uh, philosophy. Yeah, it's not needed right now or something. Right. Newsflash not needed ever. You know, he could have just shut the fuck up the entire time. It would have been fine. I do like the fact that we, we know Bob is old
0: Bob. And the only time he's called old Bob is when Robert Forster is rushing down a, a ladder. calls him old Bob. Yeah. calls him old Bob. It's like, so, he, he got a little say in the matter. Forster is, you know, obviously super dead now, but he had two, he had two swings at the genre fences and they both whiffed. Unfortunately, black hole and alligator be a different yeah, But alligator is actually beloved. It's a good movie. It's fun.
1: John yeah. sales uncredited. Um, I think uncredited, <laughs> But, I think Forster liked this movie because he it was like a big it was a steady gig and it was like a it was a big movie and I, he was interviewed right he before looks, Death he looks he looks gorgeous it. in it. He looks great. He looks great. I mean he's always great. He's he's been he was good in everything. Yeah, but he had agree? he had functioning hair in this, which is a big deal. Yeah. Probably a wig though. He lost his hair pretty early. Don't you dare. Don't you dare besmirch his hair. Let me zoom in he had been interviewed right before he died for this. I read an article and it was great. Like it was, and that Joseph bottoms was interviewed. He was, he was really funny in the interview and they all had fond memories. It was the director Forrester and, and uh, bottoms talking about this and, and just saying how it was kind of messy, but it was, everybody was excited to make it and the sets were cool and all that stuff, you know, nothing spectacular, but they were kind of looking back on why it didn't succeed and all that stuff. No, it's, it's actually really good because the, 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 the guy that wrote the article did a nice remembrance of Forrester. Cause he died like soon after that interview. He's one of the greats. Uh, one of the greats. I think
0: he's from Pittsburgh. Truly one of the
1: funniest. Like he was, he could be in comedies and, and dramatic stuff. He always was good. He was fantastic. And uh, he showed back in Better Call Saul, right? A little better the movie. Which one?
0: He was or in both? probably both. Uh, he's definitely, I think he's in
1: both. And then he but was El in Camino, that that,
0: I know he's in El Camino because he died like the week it came out. And then
1: he was in um, the movie that we did, the, the werewolf movie we did. Yeah. And and to and to quote you, a chameleon. <laughs> he was he should have won awards for Jackie Brown. I I think that's such a fantastic performance. And really. I remember him being great in Medium Cool too. I remember that was a cool movie. Yeah, and that was ten years before Black Hole. I don't think I ever saw Medium Cool. It's I think they may have even done a, a criterion of it by now. But I uh, need to
0: dip back into that one. I know that some guys come into this show to to really get the, the the super download you know to really be given the definitive uh estimation of a film and we didn't do that today
1: what are you talking about yeah we did
0: oh you're welcome all right <laughs> so you're in the tattoo parlor it looks really cool on the outside on the inside it's shit they they, they really took the black hole seriously <laughs> yeah and uh they're like okay what do you want to put into your body into yeah right on to. yeah some inked 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 artwork on your flesh mine's easy on every single orifice I own, on the on the on the rim of it, some they've they've just they do a little tiny Cygnus on the precipice of every hole I have.
1: It'll take a while.
0: I, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know if you know how the body is, but there's not a ton, but it's hanging on for dear life on a couple of my holes.
1: The cygnus? Yeah. Is it the smash version or the pristine version? pristine pristine did you by the way did you watch that viral video that robert forster
0: did before he died down with the cygnus it was like a
1: (laughs) you send me the link (laughs) i missed it i would just get a black box on the back of my neck just like pitch black box just on the back of my neck and walk around like tough everybody's like man that's a cool tattoo you know like everybody would say that and they just like i'd be at the mar- supermarket and then you i just i feel them staring the somebody would like kind of tap me on the sh- shoulder after COVID. obviously social distance no longer a thing and say uh man that tattoo it's cool it's just it's just so it's just so basic i just love it like it gets cooler uh it's the overture from the black hole <laughs> <laughs> remember that sequence the beginning for two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's like that's that, what I'm about.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, the scene that's all
1: about sound. Here's the picture of it. I'll take your confused silence as, yeah, that is fucking cool. <laughs> I'd strut out of there. You know, uh, probably two arm and both in both arms that have those, uh, those baskets. You know, that you get, you know, that whenever you're just at the store for a short trip. Yeah. I'd I have to get a lot of loose collared shirts to really show that bad boy off. Yeah. yeah. You know, tattoo artists like,
0: so uh, you want a, a black rectangle for your black hole tattoo. Just... <laughs> Did I stutter? Said <laughs> <laughs> the same exact thing. Um, all right. So look, You've been put into the movie. You're in the black hole. Yeah, what I sh- felt like that when we were watching it. What shape does your uh, performance
1: take? Have you thought about this before we started? I mean, since birth. <laughs> did you ever play black hole when you were a kid? Yeah. So did you ever? Did you? Who? who what
0: character did you play? All I remember is I would do the sentry gun thing with my yeah. hands. That was. Uh, you probably play star. I probably did.
1: Mm-hmm. the Darth Maul of this movie I it guess was so
0: I'm weird because sometimes we play Lost Boys and I also played Star there so I'd get them mixed up from time to time I'd be laying next to f- a feral child I was like am I playing Black Hole or
1: <laughs> what is his name in it Laddie <laughs> <laughs> Laddie noticed <laughs> who would you play so I'm a
0: He, uh, Reinhardt's a sneaky one, you know, he's a sneaky one, that, Mm -hmm. that Sly Fox. He's, uh, you know, he's been taking all these, these former crew members and turning them into these automatons, but he's kept one back, turning it into a sex machine. You know, he's got, he's got a while away the years, you know, on top of something. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's my lot in life. I'm a crew member who has been turned into his personal sex, you know? So I'm still, I'm still wearing the cloak. I still got the shiny face. Don't worry. I've still got a super shiny Destro face. But uh, I am pinned to the bed forever. And uh, by who? By, by chains. Like I'm, I'm chained, like I'm a, I'm a sexual thing. I'm Gerald's game in it. Mm. You know, but I'm, but he, he was, his, his most effective coup de grace was to not ri- wipe all my memories. So I'm still thinking a little bit while this is happening. And I'm just, you know, I'm off in another place. And um, he, you know, it's funny because you talk about ESP, he is bonded to, with me with ESP. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying, and I have to call him daddy. I'm like, daddy, you're going to be squashed by a screen. And it just gets him even more enraged in the, in the pants. He's like, oh, say it again. You're going to get squashed by a screen. And he's like engorged. And he's like, Mm -hmm. you you know, he's like big bopping around the ship with new vigor. And finally, um, when he gets the, when the screen lands on him, he ESPs it to me. And I have my release Mm -hmm. and it's something to behold. You're playing a long game on that. Super. Yeah. yeah. And then I, f- I fill my mask with steam.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm the 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 first Maximilian prototype. <laughs> the one that they went for <clears> that he that i was having a tough time because i'm you know i'm supposed to be the i'm the tough i'm the robot tough that's who i was designed to be i was the intimidating tough but they stuffed me in a closet and then they replaced me with the the maximilian the actual intimidating robot because the crew stumbles on me they open the closet there i am i'm plaid i look exactly (laughs) like maximilian except i'm plaid and i'm permanently upside down (laughs) so that's me that's my character when they open the door i get confused i'm like did Am I, did Maximilian die? Am I, am I back on the, on the job? Is, it, is it guys, you know, and I can talk. Yeah. And my little eye visor actually is a mouth. Yeah. It's another bad design, but it isn't time. And they just slowly close the door. And then, right. and then you're like, and, and originally you're really upset because you thought they just showed up with two bowls of eggs
0: because instead of, you have egg beaters instead of spinning mm-hmm. blades. So they just when breakfast comes rolling around, they come in and they pull the plaid Maximilian out to
1: beat them eggs. And I'm in with I'm in with earshot of your sex room and your sex robot, and I'm trying to figure out a way to plaid myself to death. <laughs> but I keep my I accidentally keep giving myself more power and juice yeah. and elongating my life. That's how inept I am. But I'm yeah, that's what I would be. Well, I don't know what my name would be. It wouldn't be Maximilian. Why why are they calling it Maximilian? Like because it was a coincidence, right? They they, they cast Maximilian Sch- uh, Shell, yeah, who eventually went to hell in this movie, but that's not why they named that robot. That robot was already. Maximilian. They
0: just changed the spelling to match his name. Yeah.
1: Why did they? Why did they decide to name the robot that?
0: And your guy over here is the worst shit. He mm-hmm. listens to the podcast. He's like, uh, the spinning charlie horse is not in the Kama Sutra of Fools. You know, like. I keep trying
1: to position a position that we've created. Then, the, then the, the the doors open, and Vincent's there, and he says one thing, and I'm like, "I am not the worst robot in the universe." Yeah. finally, there's proof. Look, you've been <laughs> given the financing to do your own sequel to the black hole. What you what you going to do? I mean, I guess I'd just file for bankruptcy up front. You know. <laughs> Just get it over with quite literally the smartest answer we've ever had in this show. <laughs> why go through it why put myself through it let's cut to the chase i mean it's certainly not set up for a sequel really i mean they it are absolutely they is it absolutely is like what's interesting about the characters they are it's starting off it's it's like to explore new
0: worlds and and all that that's the whole it's setting up a start right Trek. but
1: if you like the characters it would be so totally set up for a sequel but you don't care what happened but, to them. but they those think those you do. they think you do why do you, do you, did they really think that even the actors playing those things don't, they never thought about what happened. They, to they make
0: Joseph bottoms do a yeehaw when he's killing century. Like, Oh my God, do you guys realize this is the time of your life as a, as an audience? They did say it was fun to make the movie sort of. So it was long.
1: Like we love getting paid to, to be in a piece of shit. Uh, well, my sequel for sure, you know, they, they've it's that they, you zoom in on a planet that they land on. It's this tropical planet, right? With these weird plants and a strange, foggy atmosphere. And you see, you see the, the probe you know, sitting upright. It's got little moss growing around its feet. So you know that they've been there for a while, the crew. Mm-hmm. And you meet back up with our heroes. You have Dan Holland, the captain played by Robert Forrester. He's there. He's got a fresh beard, mm-hmm. um, has arm around Captain um, Kate McRae, who's got long, lovely blonde hair. Now she doesn't, she grew her hair out. Mm-hmm. She's got a pet alien lizard on her shoulder. Hot. That, you know, that's just like that. She's like, we kind of, you know, started making inroads with the animals and the, and the reptiles, whatever the creatures of that planet. Um. Joseph bottom, whatever, what's his name? Sam uh, Pizer. Oh, the character, oh, the character, Charlie. Yeah. He's out there fishing. He has a rudimentary. Fishing rod. He's trying to capture a large fish for dinner, and then Vincent's there with a with a gigantic beard as well. Like he had, he also grew a beard, <laughs> just indicating that they've all been there for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at some points we didn't mention that some of the crew rides with Vincent. Yes, like he kind of carries them around, which I did like. But you did um, like it? Of course, because that's probably one of the things. That when I was a kid, I i love to ride a robot, fly with a robot around don't you think that'd be great anyway so they're on this island and uh they're trying to just survive like they don't really have anywhere to go they don't know what to do they black hold themselves to this planet mm-hmm. and so um unfortunately there's a serial killer on the planet of course and he kills the crew within the first 10 minutes of the movie and then we get to watch a hero's journey for the rest of the time i don't really know what to do but he's the hero. He kills them, and it was—is that a question? <laughs> he's the hero. Yes, but that's—I haven't really thought of thought thought it through. I, I mean, I guess you don't have to think it through because that's what they did for this movie. Right? They just improvised the ending. That's what I'll do. I know he can travel back through the black hole to Earth, yeah, you know, land at Earth, and then um, he tells he he gets on a loudspeaker and tells the entire world what he did, and they celebrate him like a <laughs> with a hero's homecoming. When are like, tell us how you kill Vincent again, slowly, and
0: he's yeah. he's actually fashioned a, a, a like a, a backpack out of Vincent's face. You know, he's got like he's got like a little cute little Vincent head that he keeps trinkets in. It's like, uh, I like I'm open to ideas. Okay, so, that's what I'm saying. I like it. Yeah, um, mine is sort of metaphysical. You know, you say that they sort of torch on uh, Stanley Kubrick's. 2001, to some extent, they come out of this warp and they're looking at this eclipse and everything's all dreamy and stuff and distorted. And, um, so this, this, this dead silent, you know, like space is quiet as fuck. And there's like the first 15 minutes of this movie is silence, completely dead silent, no overture. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just the crew looking with a lot of consternation and looking out the, at the, at the portholes and Vincent's looking around and they're like, you know, and then sound starts to restore. And then they, they're crushed like a tin can by the, by the forces of, of the, of space. And, and a voice booms in and says, you guys died. Mm -hmm. And they're squished into it. And then into a, like, a this, you know, just like a quarter sized piece of metal, just drifting in space. Yeah. And then it's just a beautiful Terrence Malick esque journey. It's like the Apple screensaver of us just going. It's already beautiful. Yeah, going through the cosmos. To yeah, and it's yeah. it's an hour and forty minutes of beautiful music and beautiful scenery of space. And as you watch it, you, you calm. You you achieve a, a
1: state of Zen as you realize you'll never have to see Vincent again. Kind of like Alec Baldwin when he meditates, you know, with his. Life hilarious, achieve a sense of zen. I, that. You could call it porthole instead of the black hole, yeah. right? Because you, you mentioned porthole, they're looking out the porthole before they get crushed. That's too bad they don't get to go to that planet where Vincent grows a beard, like like in that Transformers movie. That's right. Well, the robots did have a beard, right? Yeah. I never saw that one. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's the one with TJ Miller. I don't no. I think it's the one before that. So the credits have ended, and lo and behold, they've added a stinger to the black hole.
1: Yours would be a perfect. That yours would have been a perfect teaser, like a little stinger.
0: You're right. I got this though. You know. So remember, remember back when um, Maximilian and Reinhardt were in hell. Mm -hmm. Pull back, pull back. You You see the you see the volcano. See the people moving around. Pull back, pull back. Uh oh, we're starting to see the edges of they're in a room they're not in hell mm-hmm. they're in the new acapulco section of epcot <laughs> oh wow yeah they're in the new acapulco section of e- epcot and they're just part of the f- the fixture there you know it's people dining you know beautiful acapulco sh- what's that i never heard it said like that yeah it's just a little tourist spot right what are you doing kitty i thought it was like oh
1: was a poco or something
0: poco. you know it's like a it's a tropical location acapulco sure and uh, Maximilian uh, looks, you know, he's got Reinhardt inside him. And he, yeah, one of know. his little hands rubs his belly. And, and then the voice of Maximilian Shelley's is like, tell you what, that black hole's done a number on my tummy. I could go for some pineapple chicken right now. And then he zooms down the mountain to the to a table where they are treated to an, an, a delightful meal by one of the wait staff. And then it pulls back and we see... Epcot has just added this new Acapulco section and uh, they won. They did not go to hell. They went through the black hole and landed in Orlando.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, they did. A- A- Epcot is kind of one of those places that you'd think that would just get just their luck. They'd get like the black hole guys. You can have, if you want people coming here, we'll give you the li- licensing the black hole, do anything you want with it. So they ended up in Epcot, huh? Yeah, they won. so now, the idea of
0: the pineapple chicken passing through th- two mouths, mm-hmm. you know, the Max mouth and the, and the Reinhardt mouth. They go. Speaking of indigestion, that black hole, by the way.
1: <laughs> you think? My, what about my, my scene? Because I would want to do something in hell, too. <laughs> they zoom in on the now clad in Maximilian um, Captain Reinhardt, Hans Reinhardt, and he's just, his eyes are staring out through the visor he's like how could this get worse i'm in it's hot i'm in a metal casing i'm going i'm in this robot of my own making i'm st- this is the worst this is a fate worse than death i got these little people these like faceless minions to keep me company this is torment this is this is eternal this is hell and satan all of a sudden starts hoofing up the mountain carrying something on his back and reinhardt's like oh fuck how could this be worse? Like here comes Satan. Are you serious? Are you shitting me? You know, (laughs) Satan gets up there and like, Hey, what's up? And he plugs in a TV, pops in a VHS of the black hole. And he says, Hey, this is to keep you company. Here's the movie. And so then he has to, that's his, that's his fate is he has to watch this movie over and over again. It's a funny joke. If you really think about it. Hilarious. bald one.
0: Your account is burgeoning with money. You have been granted the ability to have your own business related to the black. Hole. Right.
1: I know you've been thinking about this a lot. How you spend that coin? I'd sort of, I'd produce Halloween costumes for this movie. Okay. And uh, for current day. And the lineup's insane. Like you can, p- kids can finally be the black hole characters for Halloween. Okay. Be Harry Booth. Nice. You can be Dan Holland, the captain of the ship. You can be Dr. Kate McCrae, if you want. Mm-hmm. Can be Pfizer. Uh, What's his first name? Chris. Charlie. What's his name? We, Charlie Pfizer. Can even be if you want. You can be uh, Hans Reinhardt. And the big one. The big one is, uh, of course, Alex Durant. Doctor Alex Durant. Anthony Perkins' character. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say, "Well, what about Maximilian? Where's your Maximilian costume? Where's the? Where's your? Dr- where's your robots? Now we didn't. We didn't. We didn't put those out. <laughs> Just the good what about the thing. what about the half robot, half human? No, we didn't do those. <laughs> How about uh old Bob? Can you wear like an old Bob hat with his googly eyes? No, we didn't do that. We just figured everybody would want to be a, a Dr. Alex Durant. What about Borgnine? Yeah, is yeah? So you can be Harry Booth. Yeah, absolutely. All right.
0: All right. Vincent, nope. Sentry? What about a sentry? Star? No. Mm-mm.
1: You know those cool guns though that yeah. the robots have? Yeah. Make those, <laughs> and 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 on the do you know that, but the, the Alex Durant does come with that big log book but not shreddable. No, it's just this is a blow up. You just <laughs> you have to you blow up. You know, you just blow into it makes a makes a almost like a beach ball looking book. <laughs> so yeah, that, that I, I and then. Uh, yeah, I think the kids will go wild, right? A little bit. They can they can be one of their favorite characters, Doctor Kate McRae. It's weird that you had run around Halloween. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're, it's weird when you see the costume. Remember back when we were kids when they had those costumes. Copy- I mean, memorable suits. Nick, memorable space suits for sure. I mean, you remember her suit, Harry? No, hers. <sighs> her <suit. laughs> Yeah, she was were like, you know what? You're going to don't worry. You're going to be tan. We're going to make you a tan suit. Yeah. For, do you, like, now, now remember when we were kids when they would they would just basically have a plastic half
0: head and a string holding What's, it on? OK, so, yeah.
1: I Me, mean, my favorite Halloween costumes of all time. Yes, I do remember okay. the Star Wars. I wanted the Star Wars costumes so much. My parents said they were too cheap. I think I got one one time, which was an, I got an X-Wing fighter. That was it. You want to talk about maybe it? I got Luke. Luke that would have been my dream. I might have gotten Luke what about you just the imagine
0: just the lack of imagination in those costumes was just astonishing i love those costumes they
1: smelled horrible but i love them and then like the best is you'd be luke skywalker but it wouldn't come with a lightsaber or anything it would just come with the clothes and the mask right and the clothes were but i used to stare the clothes were bad huh? the clothes were bad i used to stare at those costumes in the store i wanted i needed them weren't you know? they
0: weren't they not even clothes? weren't they like a vinyl pullover type of
1: thing Probably, yeah. It was. I think they were plastic. You're vinyl. Yeah, you're right. The thing that's weird yeah. about the black
0: hole thing, these these costumes is they're similar to that. And then you could they come in two variants, which I thought was very strange for a Disney costume. You can get the circumcised or uncircumcised Alex, you know,
1: and Charlie and all those guys. It's just so strange. It's like not doing it, but we want to. We really want to be successful with this stuff, Nick. Oh. Stop trying to ideas. <laughs> All right. So I have appropriated, um, the, um,
0: the laser station, uh, into my own like health craze kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you got that whole setup where you lay down and it's a like a lazy Susan with lasers, you know, where you mm-hmm. lay down into the indentations. And so our customer base is, Hey, look, you believe in adrenochrome? Think the world's flat, false flag guy, like it, you know, you know, you. You believe uh, every conspiracy? Cool. Lay down, and what it does is it's a it's a it's a it's like it's you know they they have those lasers that'll kind of like the cool lasers that kind of get your fat, sort of yeah, yeah, or or you know you know or laser hair removal and all that. So this is like that, except if you have these beliefs or whatever, um, you're laying down in this really cool thing, and they're playing really chill music, and it's kind of meant to sort of get you. Get your mind to expand, you know, so maybe maybe you don't believe this batshit stuff, right? Sure. And then the laser incinerates your head to nothing. And then it, it works. And then so this is like this lazy Susan of burnt headed people just, you know, you can argue with and, results. and then it goes to a, there's a little shoot puts you into a dumpster. You go down and die forever. <laughs> Pretty cool. How,
1: big, how big, fan of,
0: big fan of Steve Odekert. Zap. In the face. You know? <laughs> I'm Wars guy. You watch the Thumb Father? Goodbye, face. You know? I you know that there's probably Thumbvatar and other he's probably kept it going, you know. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, Thumbleton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he probably has, right? Didn't he do something else that people like though? He did something other kind of other movie that people liked that I think was going to get a sequel at one point. I can't, what else did he do? He had something that was like goofy that people liked. I think it was awful. Kung Pao. Oh, that awful movie. Yeah, Kung Pao. Oh my God. It was so bad. I wonder how bad, I wonder how tenured that movie is. It's gotta be pretty bad, right? Yeah. He danced in that one movie. as a cop. He wrote the, we he wrote liked. the Bruce and Evan almighty movies. He wrote Patch Adams. Did he really, Professor? Nothing to lose, which I like. He wrote. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, it was nothing to lose. The Martin Lawrence, yeah. and uh, yeah, he is in that movie for a second to play that dancing security guard. How's this? How's this COVID been? He did Thumb Wars, the Phantom Cuticle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did the God Thumb. He did yep. Bat Thumb, Franken Thumb, the Blair Thumb. Well, we
1: have to watch the Blair Thumb. Thumb Tannic. We have to watch the Blair Thumb. Actually, I'm interested. Thumb, Thumb Tannic? Thumb Wars, The Thighs of Skyskipper. Holy shit, he did something recently? <sighs> the Thighs of Skyskipper, that's what he said? That's what is that from like 2020? Yeah. <laughs> when is the Blair Thumb? When is that one? When, when did he make 2002. So he's still doing it. You're right. What else is he is he doing? It? Is he is that his soul? Let's see. Let me see. He's supposed to do a sequel to Kong Pao at some point, too. Which I never saw. He's got nomad Thumb- thumbland.
0: He has <laughs>
1: <laughs> Francis McThumbland. She's in that. Francis McSorhand. <laughs> <laughs> 50 shades of thumb gotta be on twitter and instagram you think his instagram is hand heavy it's gotta be right let's look him up he did that jimmy neutron nightmare too 59 years young he's got a thumb dressed up as ray thumb ray are you serious he's got dark ray as a thumb thumb blow run, yeah Princess Bunhead. I wonder if it's a short. They're all short. Of like, They're not feature length. They're all shorts. I thought he actually had a feature length one or two. Are you sure? Oh god, I hope he ha- he doesn't. I would definitely watch the um uh, the Blair Witch one. I said it before. I'll say it again. I would watch that. Jesus, we went down a nightmare black hole on that.
0: <laughs> so look, floating at sea is an island. You you mm-hmm. you have gathered debris from all these various films, and now it's time for you to take something from
1: the black hole. Mm-hmm. What goes in? Is it is it a, is this required? We actually have to take something, or can I reject? 100%. Pass.
0: <laughs>
1: you're about You're talking about
0: most of the cast?
1: <laughs> no. I'd take zero G. <laughs> That's for sure. I would take that to my island. I'd just be spinning around there, just zero G-ing it, slowly shooting myself over toward the coconut tree. You know, just doing cartwheels in the air. I'd zero G it. Yeah. Take zero G. So beyond
0: the mountain on my island is is the unknown zone. Mm-hmm. I've kind of left it undisturbed all these years because I, I want it to be special. Helpful. So you climb that damn mountain, you look over the edge, and sure enough, down there, I've got the fucking black hole.
1: <laughs> Take the black hole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Swirling around. You know, you could almost, you could slide down the mountain into it if you'd like. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's churning. It's making a weird sound, a weird, wet whistling sound. Because you never heard a black hole, you know, on an island before. You never heard what it's like if you take it and put it into a room. Speak for yourself. (laughs) And so I just, what I'll do is I'll go up there and I'll just gently drop things into that hole. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, this is what
1: happens with coconut in the black hole. You know? Just like as she climbed across the table, that book. Exactly, by Jonathan Letham. Lack, yeah. right? Lack, mm-hmm. L-A-K, is that right? L-A-C-K. Did they call? It, did they put the C in there? Yeah. Fair enough. You're thinking of Lack Sivrac,
0: left Star Wars. Always. And then what I'll do is uh, and uh, it doubles though because that's also where I poop. I will squat, okay. squat in the mountaintop, and and drop a rolling dump down the hill into the black hole. Mm-hmm. And then the black hole talks.
1: He says, "You know what." I've had worse, <laughs> quote unquote, the Cygnus. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> and then, of course, at the other end of the black hole, um, the crew is just getting slammed in the face with my poop. Like they're laying there, just receiving it. It's like coconut, like a coconut rock poop, squirrel poop, coconut poop. The crew's like, I've had worse. <laughs> You know who hasn't said that? Hmm. Our listeners.